With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. It's week 14 in the National Football League. The fantasy playoffs have arrived. Do not make a crucial mistake this week. I have a top five wide receiver from last season that must ride the pine. Find out who. Next. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Everyone and good evening. This is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. It is week 14. We are live tonight on the FantasySportsChannel.com and also streaming live on iTunes Radio. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. It's week 14 in the NFL, and hopefully you guys are in the playoffs. I see a lot of names in the chat room right now that are in the playoffs. We have Leroy's Aces, RC Techies. We got Fly Peter, a couple other uh, the regulars. Thanks for joining us tonight. There are two big national contests where it's all on the line this week. Uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship is, uh, again, on the, uh, on the playoffs, uh, the playoff trail. You've got the World Championship of Fantasy Football on their playoffs. And, uh, well, let's make that three, the National Fantasy Football Championship uh, their playoffs are uh, roaring. It's just an exciting time to be in high-stakes fantasy football. We're going to break down every single game for you tonight, as much action as possible. Uh, we've got injury reports, Friday practice reports. Uh, we've got the stardoms. We've got the sit uh, As always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. 
Mike, Chargers Raiders was a snooze fest. Did we learn anything from that game at all? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. It was uh, it was pretty boring. Uh, the one thing that I learned was the mistake that uh, me personally I made. Uh, I set Vincent Jackson, and oh. uh, it, it it hurt quite a bit. Uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, different uh, wide receivers. Uh, who should I set? Who should I start? And uh, I was thinking, well, you know, San Diego, they'll get up, uh, they'll get up quick, and they'll pretty much use LT and uh, Darren Sproles and. Uh, you know, it'll be a pretty simple deal, but uh, I didn't expect uh, Vincent Jackson to go off the way he did. And uh, I hope uh, I hope a lot of you had Vincent Jackson started because this guy has been proven to score a touchdown, you know, whether it be week after week, every other week, and uh, a ton of yards. And it was one of those things that hurt. Uh, and, you know, one of those things that happened, and I, I have a affinity for not starting the right player sometimes in the uh, – in the playoffs, but uh, hopefully that's what we're going to try to give to some of you guys that are in the playoffs this week, and maybe we can give you some insight. And, uh, Scott, I know you can get a lot of better insight than I can, but uh, I'm going to try to uh, – I've got a lot of things broke down this week to where uh, we could, we've got your stardoms and setums, like you said. So we'll see what happens with that, Scott. Well, we do have a lot of uh, a lot of our uh, opinions. Uh, obviously, we we try to give you guys as much data as we can to support our opinions. Um, we also are uh, we we also want to talk uh, before we get too heavy into that. Just a couple of quick minutes. The FantasySportsChannel dot com is uh, streaming all kinds of great radio, twenty four seven guys. You can get your fantasy football uh, advice, opinions, some stats that just might throw at you that might help you make a lineup decision, uh, a crucial decision uh, midweek. You can uh, download their toolbar so that a show is always streaming right there from your, uh, from your browser. Uh, they also have a browser. Pretty cool. It's loaded with options. Uh, but if, if you don't want to change your browser, I can completely understand that. But download the toolbar, uh, and you can always uninstall it if, if it's not for you. But uh, having that uh, show broadcast live uh, at all day, throughout the day, you're going to find just stars loaded with content all day long uh, bringing you the, uh, the advice that you need when, uh, when you need it the most. So, Check that out. Um, this show is for you, gang. It's not for us. We're here to help. Uh, we will always want listeners, uh, they're encouraged to call the show, uh, 347-324-5404. Uh, if you don't want to call in, then definitely come on in. Log in to blogtalkradio.com. Uh, find Red versus Blue. We're on the Fantasy Sports Channel. And uh, join the chat room. You can ask your questions there. We've always got guys, experts, actually, in the, in the chat room fielding advice. Um, and we do want to make sure that you get your questions answered. We've got one in the chat room right now, uh, RC Techies, Mike. He's uh, in there, and he's uh, obviously a, an accomplished player. It's not that he needs our advice by any means uh, whatsoever. He's, uh, he's dominating uh, World Championship Fantasy Football. Uh, I'm going to keep it modest, though, but uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, he's also winning in the FFPC. Um, and he's got uh, D'Angelo Williams this week. Has a uh, he's, he's been a, a superstar for him all year. Obviously, if you've, if you've drafted D'Angelo, uh, you've been blessed with what he's given you all year. But uh, this yeah. is one of those weeks where, Mike, you have to consider, what do I do with D'Angelo when, when you have a tough matchup and some good options? These are the type of decisions we want to help you with. D'Angelo plays on Monday night. Uh, he's against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay definitely has a, uh, a good run defense, and uh, they're, they're, they're going to make things challenging for him. Uh, they've got the number four or at least the top five run defense in the league, uh, allowing uh, 13.9 points per game or thereabouts. 
Um, his other options, Mike, are Lance Moore. Uh, he's got Lance Moore and San, uh, Sammy Morris. So he's got Lance Moore against Atlanta, and uh, he's got Sammy Morris, uh, who has a great matchup uh, against Seattle. So uh, is, is well, there any I, possible way you bench D'Angelo? No, no. I was just getting ready to say, Scott, this guy's hot. Uh, when you're coming into the uh, the first part of December, uh, you, you're getting ready. Your team is ready to make the playoffs. You know you're going to make the playoffs, but you got to keep full steam ahead. You cannot bench D. Will. D'Angelo Williams is a must-start in this case. Uh, Lance Moore, Sammy Morris, you know, I don't know. Uh, Sammy Morris is going to get some kind of carries, uh, this and that, but we we all know Bill Belichick and, and his scheme of things. Uh, he might un- he might just get five carries. Who knows? Uh, but I think you can always rely on uh, D'Angelo Williams to get you, you know, probably 20 carries, a touchdown, one touchdown minimum, and uh, – and a ton of yards because this team they're on a they're on a pace to to make the playoffs and to make something happen when it when they do make the playoffs. Yep, I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, let's take one more look though. This is why this is why we want you guys to come in and join the chat room. We want to we we don't uh, stick with our show outline. We we definitely want to get uh, these questions answered uh, with the best insight we can possibly give you. Let's just take a one last quick look here though at Tampa Bay. Uh, rushing defense. Yep, they're still number four, so they're allowing 15% below the average. You come down here with uh, the matchup that Lance Moore has. You definitely can't consider Sammy Morris. There's just too many options at the running back. I don't know. I mean, you might even have Lamont Jordan stealing carries. You've got Kevin Falk to think about. Way too many options for him to be even a consideration. But uh, let's take a deeper look at this Lance Moore, Sammy Moore, uh, Lance Moore against Atlanta. Lance Moore is the number two there. Still, he's still uh, Colson's still getting matched up with the number one corner. And when uh, let's see what the number two wide receivers are doing against Atlanta. Okay, so it's a really good matchup um, to play that uh, the, the corners uh, in Atlanta as a number two wide receiver. The 22nd uh, worst uh, Atlanta's the 22nd worst against the number two wide receivers. So it's 16% better than the average. Um, it's uh, it's still not enough for me to want to bench D'Angelo. Not uh, not with Carolina looking this good, and not with Carolina being at home. Uh, I, no, I, I don't I, think I, I don't I, think I'd have the guts. No, I wouldn't either, Scott. I, I mean, it's it's very hard to to bench D'Angelo because they've been running so hard. They've got a game plan. They put it in place. Uh, they're going to open it up hopefully uh, with uh, you know Delone to Smith, and that that even. That even opens it up even more for uh, D'Angelo Williams to have fun. And when I'm saying having fun, just run the ball with reckless abandon and just hit the holes. And the way I look at it is, can I get a 50, 60-yard run and a touchdown out of D-Will versus a Lance Moore maybe? Possibly that could happen with a pass play. But uh, Sammy Morris is definitely out of the equation. So it's D. Will versus Lance Moore, and I still go with uh, D'Angelo Williams. Let's keep with the chat room, Mike. We've got uh, we've got uh, quite a few more uh, lineup questions going on in the chat room. Hey, we've got Billy Waz in here. Welcome, Billy. Thanks for being here. We've got Gogo Broncos helping out uh, with this decision for RC Techies. Uh, Gogo says he's worried about more with Reggie Bush back. That's another uh, consideration there. Bush is going to get some uh, some targets and some re- receptions there. Um, 
Billy Waz at the Flex, PPR, uh, Portis, Tashar Choice, Heath Miller, or Musin Muhammad. Boy, that's going to be one we're going to have to Woo! take a deeper look at. Uh, this is one of the stories though, I, I did want to bring out. Portis is expected to play. Uh, he took part in practice today. He was limited. Zorn said he believes he's good to go. Look, this guy is second in the NFL with 1,228 yards rushing. Um, you can't bench that, right? No. Not for, I mean, not for push. Tashar Choice. Uh, no. Yeah, Marion Barber is questionable. He's 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 a he's he's doubtful. Uh, I, I would I would call that doubtful with uh, against at Pittsburgh. I would move that to doubtful because when you're playing Pittsburgh, you don't have. Uh, you don't have a lot of options there. Pittsburgh is number. What do we got? Number two against the run. So. Uh, well, I tell you what, Scott. This is this may be an unfair comparison, but last year I suffered all year through Plaxico Burris being questionable, questionable, questionable. Well, right. I tell you what, Clinton Portis is the same deal this year. Jim Zorn, Clinton Portis is going to be ready to play, and Jim Zorn knows that. I think Jim Zorn's playing a little uh, Bill Belichick here. Uh, it's an important, it's uh, an important game for, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there is no doubt in my mind, Clinton Portis is going to play, and he's going to play and be uh, should be strong, should be good for a ton of points. I mean, yeah, you know, he'll beat the heck out of Tashard points or Tashard choice as far as points goes uh, in fantasy football. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's 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 tough sell for me. Uh, we know that Tashar Choice has a lot of upside. We've we've seen him in the dynasty rankings, and we've we've kind of watched him uh, when he was in college. But uh, we we still have a hard time when you've got Portis having a career year uh, back to back to an important game for him. It's against Baltimore, but it's that's not as uh, I mean that, that's right in the same ballpark that you have uh, with with. Uh, Dallas's matchup, so I don't see a, a great upside to even consider a choice. And if, and if Portis is going to play, uh, you've got to throw him in. Obviously, if Portis uh, sits for some mysterious reason, uh, you know maybe uh, we can find that out early enough, and you can you can go ahead and, and throw that in. Who are the other options here? Heath Millett, no, can't do that. Musha Muhammad, I don't, I don't, I just don't see how you can. I mean, he was he was virtually unstartable last year. Now he is on, he is back with Delome and Tampa Bay. Um, is number yeah, 10 against wide receivers this year. But. Yeah, if you look at uh, Jake DeLone's numbers in the last uh, three or four weeks, they're not real good. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's not making the mistakes to lose his team the game. I mean, but he's not putting up numbers, and uh, Mashi Muhammad is not getting the numbers either. So uh, when you're talking uh, fantasy football, I, I would have a very hard time uh, starting Mashi Muhammad in this matchup. Mike, did you say that Portis is going to get tons of points against Baltimore? You know what? I cannot stand <laughs> playing anybody that plays Baltimore. I've been I've been preaching that for three or four weeks now. But I do remember uh, wasn't there a game when Cincinnati played Baltimore where they they basically uh, had a lot of offensive uh, yardage and got things done. Uh, I think. I think Jim Zorn is going to figure a way for Clinton Portis to just get things done. I would say at least 100 yards rushing, maybe even more than that, against the Baltimore defense. I have preached this and preached this, that you cannot run, you cannot pass, you cannot do anything against Baltimore's defense. Well, 
let's see what happens, and uh, let's see what happens with Clinton Portis against Baltimore. We've got a couple of more chat room questions uh, coming up here. Uh, we appreciate everybody helping out with those. This is uh, just a great place to uh, get some live chat advice from a lot of the, the pros that are sitting out here. Um, we've got J.D. Cube in the house. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us. He's got his lineup set. He's got Jacobs over Hightower with Tomlinson and Slayton going and Calvin Johnson and Greg Jennings in. Wow, that's a monster lineup. Okay, here's, here's the question. Uh, Curtis over Muhammad. Now, Curtis has a very tough matchup against the Giants, but let's take a little bit of a closer look just since we've got you here on the show. Uh, we'll take one closer look. Kevin Curtis is the uh, number one wide receiver there uh, in Philly, and so let's just take a look against the Giants. It's the ninth toughest matchup against number one wide receivers right now. I don't have uh, a lot of data on their uh, on their corner situation uh, to find out who they're matching up against, but uh, that's definitely a tough matchup. Uh, Panthers uh, are playing um, Tampa Bay again. We've already we've already broken that down, and 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 that's not uh, any easier. Um, so you go with the uh, you go with the better player, and and that's definitely Kevin Curtis. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah, take, I think we, so too. And plus, uh, uh, Donovan he's he's starting to go to Curtis and or not Donovan, but I mean he's starting to go with him and uh, feels good about him. So uh, you know you got to feel good about going with Kevin Curtis. Yeah, and I think he has been getting uh, he has been getting the looks um, to go with that. So uh, with after a beat from McNabb, um, he's got a, he's got a tough matchup. He's got a lot to prove. He, uh, he it's, it's one of those guys that uh, is going to be playing his his heart out. You don't know if it's going to be him or Reed in or with that team next year. Um, my guess is they're both gone, but that's just me. Uh, we'll find out uh, how that works out. <laughs> well, you know what, up. Scott. I, I, you know, I really totally disagree with you. I think Donovan's gone. Um, I think Reed's going to still be there because there's obviously there, there's a connection that the head coach can't get through to Donovan, but he can get through to the rest of the team. Um, that that Thanksgiving Day game was, I mean, that was outstanding. I mean, we saw we saw something that we probably haven't seen in a long time as far as uh, what Donovan McNabb did and uh, the rest of the team, but there's still there's a ton of friction there, and one of the two have to go. It won't be both, and I do believe it's going to be Donovan. Donovan will be a Minnesota Viking. We've got another uh, question. I like to kind of hit on these. These uh, these are the types of, uh, of decisions that can really get a team in trouble. Um, you've got Hillis or Frank Gore is the question, and while we like Hillis as a sleeper this week, he's not even he's even past the sleeper status. It's not it's not really a sleeper when you look at Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City is number 28 against running backs all year long. They've been dead last for quite a while. Seeing what Hillis did against uh, the Jets with a, a little bit of a few injuries there, I wouldn't expect them to do that again. Um, but um, to allow that again, uh, the Jets anyway. But Hillis is a great start against Denver. But if you've drafted Frank Gore, uh, you're married to Frank Gore. You take mm-hmm. Frank Gore in the first round, and that's the guy that you go with every single week. It would kill you uh, to see Gore do what he does on his bench, and you look back and say, who did I bench, and why did I bench him? <laughs> uh, you, you do it. It looks on paper, but if you drafted Frank Gore, uh, you have to start him. And, hey, you know, the Jets allowed Hillis to run wild, so 
you know, I don't see that continuing again with that line uh, improving this week. Um, but uh, I, I think you have to start Frank Gore, and I think a couple of people uh, in the chat room, Billy, uh, agrees with me. Uh, he's starting uh, Stephen Jacks, Stephen Jackson this week, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with starting Stephen Jackson uh, as, as he's back in the fold uh, against uh, Arizona. Arizona is uh, number 12 against the run, so it's uh, it's not a it's not a great matchup. But obviously, Stephen Jackson is one of those guys that's a focal part of the offense, so you've got to throw him in there. And, uh, I just don't. I just don't think that in an important week like this, and it's probably a championship week, right? So you can't. Uh, you can't bench Frank Gore. So we've got a caller, no. Mike. Uh, we've got okay. a caller from the nine two zero. So let's go ahead and take this caller from the nine two zero. Nine two zero. Where is that? That's in Wisconsin, baby. How you guys doing? Hey, I how's it going? I recognize that voice. That's Leroy's Aces. How are you, Dave? That's what good, I thought. Good. How are you guys tonight? Man, we've been running wild here. Uh, looking forward to this show. We want to get uh, get you guys, especially somebody like you. Um, you're in a lot of uh, a lot of uh, playoffs this week. NFFC and NBC made those. Congratulations! Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Just getting we started. Well, on... Week 14. That's right. We had you on earlier this year, and uh, you were looking really really strong. Dave Gerzak, uh, founder of the Fantasy Football Players Championship, thanks for joining us. We we had him on the show, and uh, he has a chance at the coveted $1 million prize for the National Fantasy Football Championship. Uh, he has made the playoff in both the NFFC and the NBC, and if you win both, uh, I think that's how it works. If you win both, then you win the uh, the $1 million. So uh, best of luck to you there, man. Let's, let's man, make I'm... it happen. What are we What are we looking at? Uh, I got a couple of lineup decisions. Um, in the NFFC, um, the NFFC main, which is the 14-team league, I have, um, I have three, I have three, uh, three guys. I have to start two of them. Uh, I have to choose between uh, Santonio Holmes. He's playing at home against Dallas. Mm. Uh, I have Kevin Walter at the Packers, and uh, Pierre Thomas. Uh, and there's a chance that Deuce McAllister might not get suspended for the steroids, so uh, that's uh, that's one of the considerations there. So okay. I, well, I, what, I, I got to bench one guy. <laughs> you got to bench one guy. Yep. Start Pierre two Thomas and bench one, right, Dave? San Antonio Holmes versus Dallas. Kevin Walter at Green Bay. And Pierre Thomas. All right, so let's take a look at that. Kevin Walter at Green Bay. Green Bay has the number five defense against wide receivers. He's going to have a tough matchup there. Those corners are definitely tough. You've got Santonio Holmes versus Dallas. Dallas has the number 18 defense versus wide receivers. Let's take a closer look. I know this is one of, Dave, this is probably one of your sources too, Football Outsiders. They're definitely a good source of information to see how those match up. You're, you're calling Santonio Holmes. He's obviously the number two in Pittsburgh behind Heinz Ward. I'm sure that's how that uh, shakes down on defenses. But we'll take a look at both just to be sure. Um, I, I definitely is, think you have to uh, plug in uh, Santonio Holmes. Um, oh, yeah, number 30. Dallas is number 30 against wide receiver twos. Who is that corner yeah. there? I, who is that corner? That's not Roy Williams, right? <laughs> no, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we. I mean, we've got nothing left. Uh, I think San Antonio Holmes is a, is a definite plug-in, Dave, and and then the other two. Whew. Peter Thomas has looked. Pierre Thomas, by by their own coach's admission, has looked like the best player, uh, best running back they have on the team. So I I don't see any reason why you would bench that guy. 
So no, uh, no, my vote for Peter Thomas and Santonio Holmes. Okay, cool. Thanks, thanks for that one. And uh, I have one more in the uh, NBC primetime, which is a 12-team uh, format. Uh, I have to start one of these three guys. Uh, Isaac Bruce, he's playing at home against the Jets, who've been uh, giving, giving up Great a lot of passing yards. Great but, uh, matchup. He's possibly going against Revis, and uh, they say they have, they have Arnett's battle back, and uh, there's a chance that you know they may not throw, throw his direction if Revis is on him. And I have uh, Ted Ginn Jr. at Buffalo, and uh, Ted Ginn, when he had a 7-for-175 game, that was against Buffalo. And uh, the last choice is Work Done at Carolina, and uh, you know Work Done. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, like Ted, I like Ted Ginn on the turf in Toronto. <laughs> in Toronto, that's right. Yep, I like yeah, Ted Ginn that's... on the turf in Toronto, uh, and uh, and I'm leaning toward work done. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, Isaac Bruce out. Uh, they're playing well, at know, home he... against the Jets, but... He can only start one of these. He can only start one of these... Um... Okay, I, I like Ted Ginn. I did see that against Ted Ginn. He had a big game earlier this year against Buffalo, seven for one seventy-five. And and when I look at that matchup, uh, Buffalo is number twenty-eight against number one wide receivers this year. So Ted Ginn looks like an excellent start. I'm actually considering benching. Here I go again. I am actually considering benching Cotchery for Ted Ginn this week, and I <laughs> it cost that cost me my league championship game in uh, WCOFF. And here I am again. I'm like, well, it already cost me the championship game, so why not? Do it <laughs> why not do it again? So, yeah, well, I, 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 I like should mention I, I like. I should just mention I'm starting uh, Dwayne Bull as my number three here, so I could also bench Bull if um, if I was to start like let's say work done. You only get a half point for catch running backs as well. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Ted Ginn is the play there. Isaac Bruce is, is intriguing. When you talk about Daryl Revis, uh, I think he. He went to uh, Pittsburgh, right? I mean, he matched up against my Louisville Cardinals there a couple of times. He's not really a shutdown corner. Um, he just plays. He plays you tough and, and, and plays you physical. So I, I think uh, I think he is. It's a better than average uh, defender, uh, but not by much. Um, so I think I think you would have to consider that at the end of the day. Isaac Bruce is gone. They're going to have to to throw probably to keep up with Brett Favre. That's one thing to consider. I could kind of see Miami and Buffalo being a grind out running game. And uh, I don't see that. Uh, I just don't see that w- uh, with the Jets. I think if they're going to utilize Gore, they're going to have to utilize him um, through the air. You've got uh, the Jets D line improving this week, and uh, you're going to have to keep up with Brett Favre because the San Francisco defense is not going to uh, put too much of a scare in the Favre. I don't believe so. Uh, the pace of the game, I kind of is, is what I'm trying to think of here. The pace of the game kind of sets you up to use Isaac Bruce there more so than it does the the Miami Buffalo game. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Well, I tell you what, I, you know, just for the, the the simple fact that that game is going to be indoors, uh, I see uh, Miami using a lot of different uh, angles. The crowd's going to be in Buffalo's hands, but I, you know, I, I care less about the crowd and what they're thinking. Uh, those players, that they, they don't care less about it either. Uh, to me, that's a neutral field, and I see Miami seeing this as a window of opportunity knowing what they have in front of them with that week's schedule. This is a total window of opportunity. Uh, I, I think uh, I think Chad Pennington's going to open up a little bit, and uh, I, see Ginn for, uh, I see Ginn for at least a touchdown, at least a touchdown and uh, maybe 100 yards. I, I really do, because you don't have to worry about the win. The, 
lake effect snows or this and that from Buffalo. This game is indoors, and it's it could be a track meet. It could be a track meet, believe it or not, even though J.P. Lossman, which we haven't touched on, is going to start uh, at quarterback for Buffalo. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not you, too I think, sure. Thanks for the yeah. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm a. I'm a big fan of uh, of Lossman, but he does. Uh, that that bodes well for Lee Evans. Uh, Lossman loves uh, Lee Evans. It seems like every uh, that you know. There. That's uh, that's who Evans wants on the field. Although Edwards is, uh, I, I believe, the better quarterback. Um, I think. I think Lossman knows who his money receiver is, and and he's showed that over the years. So. Well, Dave, thanks to thanks to Hag, thanks for having uh, coming coming on the show and helping out. You wanna you wanna uh, help out some of these other uh, callers in the chat room? We've got a couple of uh, more if you wanna stick around for a few minutes. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, let's see. We've got uh, the next decision that I can see here. Uh, JD Cube uh, in a non WCFF league. Uh, welcome, Day Drinker Josh, to the chat room. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, he has Romo or Figpen. Let's take a look at those two matchups. Ooh. Uh, we, we had we had Thigpen as uh, somebody that had to be started this week. Uh, Thigpen is playing the number 31 defense uh, in the NFL against the quarterback uh, at Denver. Uh, you, you have to figure that's a great matchup there. And then here's uh, what's fun about Romo what we do, Scott. Romo at Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, here's what's fun about what we do. Uh, you take a look at uh, Romo Thigpen, and most people on the on the surface would say, "Well, Romo," but uh, you know the way you break it down, the way we try to break it down, and uh, along with uh, Dave staying along with us, uh, this is why we're going to try to make you uh, make it better and move on through the through the playoffs. Because you know when you look at it, yeah, well, Romo, well, not necessarily. What you got, Scott? I, I, I start I start Ben. I, I bench Romo. Yeah. Romo was a guy that uh, for a while there we we thought we could uh, go after in a, in a trade league in an ant sports league. And we look at his matchups uh, in the playoffs, and it's just the wrong guy. It's this is not a guy that you want in the playoffs. So congratulations on a great snag uh, in Tyler Thigpen. It's 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 one of those guys that. Uh, this is a guy that you want to start uh, starting off your playoff. Listen to this. The Broncos secondary um, does get uh, Champ Bailey back. Uh, he is hopeful. Um, but we're still talking about Denver's pass defense. They've been bad all year. Uh, they rank number 27, 28, I think. I think they're tied there. They've allowed 15 touchdowns and only five picks. Big Ten has cooled wow. off a little bit. Uh, Big Ten has cooled off. He's, he's – uh, it looks like he's averaged about 160 yards, no touchdowns, uh, one INT um, against Oakland last week. So he's got four interceptions in the past three games. We're seeing a little bit of a slide here, okay? So I, I, I want to be honest with you, but he should be able to make some plays against the Broncos, um, especially with Gonzo on top of his game, the consummate professional. Dwayne Bowe's having a great year. Um, Mark Bradley's making plays. I mean, when was the last time Dwayne Bowe had a really huge game? This could be it. If you have Dwayne yeah, Bowe, yeah. you might be sitting on a huge game. Larry Johnson should dominate the offense, but don't be afraid of, of, of Big Ben. Um, no. Dave, Dave, what would you do? Yeah, you know, I have to totally agree with you. I mean, the, the over-under in the uh, Pittsburgh game is like 38, possible inclement weather, and it's the number one rush defense, the number one pass defense Dallas is coming into. Um, and you know, I think Dallas, there's a chance that, 
Pittsburgh beats Dallas like 23 to six. I mean, they may not even score a touchdown possibly. And uh, and you know the other game, even if uh, Kansas City gets blown out, that means they're throwing the entire second half just like normal. When you have a bad defense and a pretty decent offense, that's usually uh, good for fantasy. And we've got a couple of other uh, lineup uh, decisions in there. So, uh, again, kudos on, on backing up uh, Romo. It's, it's, it's definitely something that a lot of times you don't see coming. If you looked at your schedule, if you, if you listen to this show, uh, Romo was going to hit a tough stretch here regardless. He's a hard player to bench, don't get me wrong. He's somebody that can still put up, you know, 250 and three on anybody on any given day. But uh, this, this, this stretch is going to get very tough, and you have an option – uh, in in Thigpen that presents uh, quite a bit of upside. He's shown you that. So uh, it would have to be uh, at, at the end of the day. I'm going to put Thigpen in unless something just really spooks me in the in the nighttime when I'm when I'm sitting there rolling over about it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to try to leave Thigpen and stay away from my computer on Sunday morning. Listen, you, you think about this stuff all day, all week. You get your guy in there. Don't go near the computer on Sunday morning. Just leave it alone unless you get your injury. Leave it alone. (laughs) Leave it alone. Uh, Let's take a look at some other questions we've got here. Um, We've got Cotri or Keller. Cotri or Keller, I guess, is a flex here. And, again, they're playing uh, San Francisco. We've been kind of stuck on this game, so let's just just ride this out. Um, San Francisco is a very good defense against the tight ends, number six in the league against tight ends. Um, so, but but Keller's one of those guys that's still going to get far balls regardless of what the defense uh, the defense here says. He has shown you that he is going to force the ball into Keller. It doesn't matter what the what it looks like. He could be covered. He could be double covered. Uh, Favre's going to force the ball in there. He had uh, let's look at these targets the last couple of weeks for Keller: six, ten, seven, eleven. That's from a tight end. Wow! You, you've got to you've a... got to like what you see there. Yeah, that's a ton of touches, Scott. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, Lavernius Coles, he stepped up. Uh, but when you, uh, when you break down what Barb is trying to do, uh, it tells me that they could be in, uh, some situations where Keller is going to be getting more touches, uh, obviously. So I, I would go with Keller on that. I can't believe I'm saying that, but, uh, I would go with, uh, Dustin Keller on that. It's a very it's a very tough call, Dave. Uh, Billy Waz is in the chat room. Um, he 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 doesn't think he could pull the trigger on that. Billy's a, an opinion you've got to respect here. Um, he could see uh, Cotri going for uh, where did I read that here? He could see Cotri going for uh, eight for one ten and a TD. He can't see Keller doing that. So um, yeah, that sounds logical. I mean, I think I might have to go along with that a little bit too. And it's just you know you look at the stats in the last few weeks and it looks like Keller's going to going to keep producing and producing, and then all of a sudden maybe he's not you know this week maybe he just doesn't and and Kotri gets all those looks. I just have a feeling like with the wide receiver you have, you you should feel comfortable that you can count on on the production. I don't think Keller at this point is like a Gonzalez type player or Gates. Oh wait, he's just a zero. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think that's where I would go. I'd probably go with Kotri. Uh, Billy. Uh, I'm sure we've confused this situation just enough for you. We've been all over the map with that one. Sorry. Uh, that, that's one of those yeah, that. Uh, I agree. That's one of those that I uh, I put both their names on a piece of paper. I throw them on the floor. I bring Simon over and I let him pick. I say, pick up one of these pieces of paper. And uh, <laughs> you let you let Simon pick it, and you just ride the ride the karma there. So I think either one uh, is going to get you uh, downside of ten points. 
And if it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not FFPC scoring. So if it was FFPC, I'm throwing Keller in. If it's WCFF and just PPR, um, I'd probably go Kotri. That's probably how I decide it. So let's take a, uh, another look here at the chat room. There's just uh, tons of guys coming in here to, um, to get some uh, lineup, lineup decisions. Um, you know what, I'm not seeing uh, other ones. Let's take a look at the targets for last week. Greg Jennings uh, led the league with 13 targets. Uh, Colston and Marshall both with 12. It's nice to see the big names back up there with Colston uh, coming back after a one-target week last week. Uh, Randy Moss, Tony Gonzalez, Andre Johnson, Zach Miller, Dustin Keller, Matt Jones, Chad Johnson, and Dion Branch all had 11 targets last week. Now, Mike Branch is one of those guys that uh, in FFPC, I was, we were going to throw in the lineup, um, but it sounds to me, uh, what I just heard on the way in here is that Matt Hasselbeck is not going to play. So is yeah, that's somebody that you can start? Well, I, I think you can. I mean, even though uh, Matt might not play, I, I think you can start uh, Dion Branch. Uh, the, the intriguing thing with me is uh, Matt Jones. Uh, I, I really think that uh, Matt Jones could uh, could step up and uh, come in there and, you know, have a good game with uh, Gerard because Gerard made a ton of mistakes last week. and. You know, they got problems there in Jacksonville, but, uh, you know, and Andre Johnson, I mean, I'm looking at the touches right now, the targets, and uh, it's, you know, I, I would much rather start Matt Jones than Deion Branch. Yeah, Branch is one of those that uh, it depends on the options that you have. Here's another question from Shot Caller. Welcome, uh, welcome to the group here. Um, Santonio Holmes or Steve Breston? Breston is one of those guys that we had pegged this week, Mike. Uh, yeah, we had we had pegged with the matchup. You want to you want to talk about that matchup against St. Louis? Yeah, I will tell you what, uh, Steve Breston, he can do whatever he wants when he wants. Uh, him and uh, Kurt Warner, they have really they've gotten together, but it's so hard in that in that three set with uh, Fitz and you know Anquan. It's so hard for them all three to get the numbers that you need to get uh, for your fantasy football team to be uh, successful. So uh, with that said, um, you know, who is the other one, Steve Breston and San Antonio Holmes? Yeah, I would almost uh, – I, I, I would lean towards San Antonio Holmes. I, you know, I, I'm banking on San Antonio Holmes having a big, uh, big week. This week against Dallas, uh, I know they're going to be rushing hard uh, in Big Ben, and they're yeah. going to make Ben Ben. They're going to make him rush and rush his passes. But uh, I think uh, Santonio Holmes is going to be a, a bigger uh, bigger value for you, Dave. Uh, either way he goes here, um, both of those matchups are great. You've got uh, Santonio Holmes is facing the number thirty thirtieth ranked defense against number two wide receivers. And Breston is starting the number 31 ranked defense in St. Louis against number three wide receivers. <laughs> I would, man, that is, St. Louis is a disaster. Um, I would probably still go with Holmes just because he's number two on the team. Um, even though Warner can probably name for name as many yards as he throws for, he still looks for Bolden first and then Fitzgerald second in the red zone, and Breston's probably a distant third. For Holmes, uh, he gets a lot of looks in the red zone. He even at you know, like the five, six, seven yard line, he's still in there. And so is Heinz Ward, of course, but, you know, Holmes does get some red zone looks, so I would probably look towards Holmes myself. Man, Holmes is a popular character here. Um, his name just keeps coming up. 
Day Drinker Josh Holmes or Dwayne Bow. And uh, we haven't really talked about Dwayne Bow as much. We kind of talked about Thigpen having a great game. And, and so, obviously, if Thigpen's having a great game, uh, you would think Dwayne Bow is going to be having a great game. But, uh, actually, the, the, you know, statistically it looks like uh, Bradley's going to be a nice play if he plays. You've got Champ Bailey back. But can Champ Bailey really match up on Dwayne Bow? I mean, the guy, there's a, there's a definite size uh, advantage there for, for Dwayne Bow. So, uh, anybody, have, anybody have comments uh, for, for Josh on Holmes or Bow? Well, like I said, it's been a (laughs) – Yeah, yeah. hey, Dave, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's been a long time since uh, we've seen Bo really had a really breakout game. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for uh, two touchdowns, you know, and a lot of yards, uh, 125 maybe. Uh, Bo, I mean, he's sitting on a big game, and he's waiting on Big Pen to – you know, deliberate, and uh, so this could be a big game. So I, I gotta, I gotta start bowing in that situation. Yeah, yeah and we've got, we've got some news in the chat room that somebody uh, thinks Bailey might be out. So we're gonna check on that for you by the end of the show. We hopefully should have some confirmation of that uh, for Chant Bailey. I heard that he might play, and that was obviously earlier tonight, uh, but uh, or earlier today. So I, if there's an update on that, we'll try to get that information for you. Um, we have one other guy that's been waiting for a while here, uh, Fly Peter. Uh, he's got, uh, let's see if I can read my own handwriting here, uh, Eddie Royal or Dwayne Bow. So here's another Dwayne Bow question, uh, Eddie Royal, um, Kansas City. Hey, that's all you, buddy. Yep, Kansas City against wide receivers is number 16. So uh, Eddie Royal, though, isn't he the same guy that had the toe problems and he still performed last week? Hey, yeah, Dave, like you want that one? Yeah, I like, I like Royal in this matchup a little bit more than Bo. I mean, uh, Royal played really well last week. He's not even on the injury report this week. So I, I favor Royal. And, you know, I like Big Ten, but you do have Cutler at home. And, uh, you know, Royal's uh, he's, he's playing very, very well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, benched, uh, I benched Royal last week, Dave, and, uh, uh, you know, he ended up scoring a touchdown. And I was like, gosh, dog it. But uh, yeah, I, if you if you're going Royal versus Bo, I would. No, nah, I'm gonna go Bo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike, you must have yep. the best bench in fantasy football. I gotta tell you, high <laughs> 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 <I> scoring. <laughs> Royal's been one of those surprising players, and he and he's been very consistent. So I I don't think you're gonna be hurting it on either on either. But I think you go for the for the big game potential with Dwayne Bo and. And cross your fingers that, that uh, that's a nice shootout. Cutler and uh, KC, what's the over-under on that? Does anybody have that handy? 49. It's going to be 49, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to bench Dwayne Bowe in that game. So uh, throw him in and, and cross your fingers. Uh, Day Drinker Josh has another tough one here, guys. Uh, Kevin Smith, Joseph Adai, Dominic Rhodes, Tashard Choice, Sammy Morris, pick two. I'm going to read them again. Kevin Smith, Joseph Adai, Dominic Rhodes, Tashard Choice, and Sammy Moore. Man, I hope this is not a big time. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh man, I would probably look at Morris and 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 whichever indie guy plays. Probably, you know, if it's Adai or if it's Rhodes, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you could start Choice, but that's a tough matchup. 
Kevin Smith, Joseph Adai. No problem. Done. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at Tashar Choice, which, uh, I mean, he ran hard uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to get, uh, plus, you know, against Pittsburgh defense. So that's enough said there. Sammy Morris, eh, same thing. Uh, Dominic Rose, I'm not. I'm going to either pick a guy or Dominic Rose. Now I've gotten to that point, so I'm going to take Joseph Adai. And then uh, Kevin Smith, I can't believe I'm taking a Detroit Lion, but yeah, I would. I would go uh, without a doubt. Kevin Smith, Joseph Adai. Well, and you've got to watch out for the, for Joseph Adai if if he has that uh, if he has that injury. You know, obviously you have. He's got a knee uh, a knee issue, so he is questionable. Um, but uh, you, you've obviously got one or the other, kind of like Dave said. That takes care of one one half of the equation. Um, the other half of the equation, I don't think is as simple as Kevin Smith, since you've got the tough matchup uh, with Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's obviously well, so Williams guys are back. Those Williams guys are both playing too. They said D line. Yeah, yeah. Well, you re, you reunite those guys. It's not going to be pretty. Let's look at Seattle. Uh, Seattle's number twenty-two against the run. Uh, but it's just such a crowded backfield there. Uh, Sammy Morris is still the best, uh, the best option there, and I think he's healthy. I, I read that earlier yesterday that he is healthy and that he, if, if he's healthy, they know he's the best uh, best option that they have, although Falk has, has been the consummate professional okay. for that team. Uh, but in my is opinion, sitting out. But, that? but, Scott, Sammy Morris will not get you – he may – at best, he may get you a touchdown. It's going to be Kevin Falk – He's going to get the touchdowns in, in those situations. I really believe that. And, you know, I think, what, 20 carries maybe? Yeah, but Sammy Morgan has the best chance. Will Detroit score a touchdown? That's a question. Yeah, Sammy Morris has the best chance to pound in a touchdown. And so when you're talking about a, who's going to have the best chance to pound me in a touchdown and get six points, that's, that's easily true. Sammy Morris. Of, of, that's of, Sammy of versus Kevin. You're right. You're right. You and Dave both are right there because I heard Dave what what he said. Will Detroit score a touchdown? I don't know. They might score a touchdown in 2010. <laughs> yeah, and and so let's let's take one last look at the game times. I don't have those in front of me, but let's let's pull those up real quick. Uh, game times would be very important to this decision. Uh, this is is a big league, he said. So uh, we want to give him some attention here. Minnesota at Detroit is a one o'clock game. Uh, New England, Seattle is a four o'clock uh, indie game. Obviously, uh, you've got it one o'clock, so that one's in the bag. And then, um, who is his last option? To Char Choice. Char Choice, yeah. Okay, so that is a four o'clock game as well. You know, I think I I would go up to it and play my indie guy. You find out who plays there. I sit Kevin Smith uh, against Minnesota, even though it's at home. And then at 4 o'clock, I decide between – I listen to the Hear the Barber news. If Barber sits, then, you know, Dallas is, is the type of team that can punch you in a touchdown or two for sure, no, no matter who they're playing. So then I kind of look at, okay, I make my decision between Morris and Choice, and if Barber is out, I might, I might throw Choice in. If Barber plays, obviously you've got uh, Sammy Morris in the lineup. Go ahead and lock him in just in case your Internet goes down or something. You've got Morris in. He's the safe play. And then uh, you know you throw you throw Barber uh, you throw Barber's backup in if uh, if you hear something come up on uh, uh, on on Barber being out. So 
Hope that helps, I've been man. following this league. Hey, Dave, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. I've been following this league a long time. I mean, I guarantee you, all, all of us have and all the listeners, there is no way that a team is going to go – they're going to win a game. Now, I'm not predicting a Detroit Lion win, but I am going to say start Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it. Yep, you heard it, you heard it from Mike, so uh, we'll, we'll see if that uh, works out. You got uh, Donald Driver or Antonio Bryant, and this is one that I, uh, I I pegged earlier in the week. I did want to get this out. You do want to bench Antonio Bryant this week against Carolina. They shut down number one wide receivers, um, and so I, I see a, I see an ugly game there. Uh, and then you've got Driver uh, with a decent matchup, right? I mean, at Houston, um, you, I, I definitely I definitely put Driver in there. Anybody have any comments with that? Oh, I would tend to agree right. with that. I mean, uh, I don't normally bench Bryant, but um, I guess in this matchup you would, and you'd figure that Green Bay is going to throw very well against Houston, I would think. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just just have fun against Houston. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the kid, he's doing so well. And, uh, you know, I, I really believe in, in what he's trying to do uh, for the organization and uh, – you know they're having fun. Drivers having fun. Jennings having fun. So um, I, I, I totally agree with that. All right, let's take a look at a, a couple of the other stats that we haven't got to pile through, Mike. Um, Jacksonville at Chicago. Um, Twenty-one wide receivers versus Chicago have scored ten points. Thirteen have scored over fifteen. So you got to start Matt Jones. You also have to start Greg Olson here. If he's if he's one of those questionable guys, he's their 29th versus tight ends. Um, they definitely leave the middle open. So if you if you have Greg Olson, you're kind of teetering on him. Uh, we 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 say to start Greg Olson. We're not going to give you the obvious starts. That's for other shows. We want to give you those guys that are kind of obscure, kind of on the fence. You may have questions about um, Minnesota at Detroit. Nine running backs over 20 points against Detroit. 16 over 10, okay? So if you have a questionable flex, start Chester Taylor this week. Um, he should, you should get Adrian Peterson should get you 20. Adrian, uh, Chester Taylor on a downside should get you 10. Uh, and then we also like uh, Visanti Shanko, the tight end uh, for Minnesota. Uh, Detroit is number 31 versus tight ends. So it should be a big day all around for the running game and over the middle for, um, for Shanko. Mike, what do you see in the Cincinnati-Indianapolis game? Uh, you know what? Cincinnati's going to do the same thing. They're going to play tough defense. Um, I, believe it or not, I think uh, Indianapolis may score, uh, I don't know, 24. But Cincinnati has no offense at all. Um, I don't see fantasy-wise. I think Husmanzada, he may he may, he may may reach the uh, end zone. Um as far as Indy goes, uh, I think uh, the best you're going to get is uh, Peyton Manning to uh, Reggie Wayne, maybe once Peyton Manning to Dallas Clark twice or once. And then, uh, like we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, I think it's going to be Joseph Adai. And I don't see much out of Dominic Rhodes. I really don't because they pounded Joseph Adai last week, and they're going to keep on doing it. They're on the road, Scott. I mean – these guys are on a roll and they're on a mission. So, 
and they know where their money is, and their money's in Joseph and I. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, Marvin Harrison is look like, looking more and more like a good starter this week. If you have been putting him in, you've been wrong more than you've been right, and then probably you've been right uh, when, when he's been on your bench. Sometimes you're wrong. It's one of those guys that you're always flipping back and forth with, but he loves being at home. I think he definitely plays better on that on that surface. And uh, with that crowd, they love Marvin. And uh, this is a week that um, I think you bench Dallas Clark. Um, Anthony Gonzalez is a little banged up, so that might put Dallas back into my lineup. But since he is number two versus tight end, primarily because I think I don't think it's a linebacker situation for Cincinnati, although it could be. Somebody more knowledgeable than me might be, um, than I might be able to tell you. But I think it's because they just uh, allow those wide receivers in the ground game so much. Uh, Cincinnati is number 31 and number 25 versus wide receiver one and wide receiver two. So you start you start Marvin if you're if you're having a question about that. Well, see, Scott, I, you know I don't know. I mean those numbers are good, but they're kind of skewed a little bit because on big plays, Cincinnati has been able to keep some teams in the game because of their defense and for whatever reason, well. I mean, let's face it, Carson Palmer's done, and, you know, that hurt, that, that totally hurt the season. Uh, but they're not that bad. I mean, they're they're awful. But what I'm saying is the defense has – now, come on, guys, work with me. <laughs> Their defense has been able to allow them in a lot of games. Cue, cue up Baltimore. Cue up uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I love that quote. They're not that bad, but they're awful. Okay, I got that one down. All right, Philadelphia at New York Giants. Uh, I say you start Kevin Boss. He, again, he's been a sleeper of mine the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kevin Boss, uh, the Giants are number 25. I'm, I'm sorry, Philadelphia is number 25 versus tight end, so that's the only guy that I really think needs to get in your lineup this week. Cleveland at Tennessee uh, shuts down uh, the number one wide receivers. So this is the receiver I wanted to talk to you about this week, just to briefly tell you that if you if you have Braylon in your lineup all year, you've been disappointed, this is the week you bench Braylon. They've got quarterback issues. Uh, you can't trust the quarterback. Um, you just you have Ken Dorsey in the lineup. Uh, this is one of those weeks that you uh, you leave Braylon on your bench, and uh, that's the number one uh, top five wide receiver from last year that you bench. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans, expect a shootout for Matt Ryan. You've got to start Matt Ryan. They, uh, New Orleans has allowed eight quarterbacks over 20 points this uh, this year. Matt Ryan's a definite start if you uh, if if you have him on your team, unless you've got one of those elite quarterbacks. But if you've got a great chance at 20 points, uh, 75% of the time, uh, New Orleans allows that. You've got to go ahead and throw him in there. Uh, Andre Johnson's another guy, even though Green Bay has a shutdown corner. They're number one, uh, or they're number three against number one wide receivers. You still have to start Andre Johnson. Don't make the crucial mistake. Uh, Miami at Buffalo, I've got start Josh Reed. Reed saw nine targets last week in the loss to the Niners. Uh, and so I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right, it is in Toronto. You start Josh Reed. Miami's number 32 against number two wide receivers. I don't know what, they, what kind of problem they have there. If you've got Josh Reed, you need a flex, emergency situation, maybe you throw Josh Reed in there. Um, Jets are number 32 versus tight ends. If you've got Vernon Davis and you don't have another thing going, maybe you throw Vernon Davis in the lineup. They're they're one of the worst. They're the worst in the league right now um, against tight ends. So I think that's uh, that's an option that you throw in. And then uh, obviously, uh, 
obviously Randy Moss. Uh, this New England Patriot game at Seattle. You guys start Randy Moss. If you if you had any questions about that, you start Ben Watson, uh, number 26 versus tight ends. You start Dion Branch. If you if you don't have anything else, uh, they're number 23 versus wide receiver ones. New England's definitely been soft uh, against those wide receivers. And uh, obviously Matt Castle. He's a he's a definite start. Number 29 against quarterbacks this year. Seattle has been absolutely awful. Start start Matt Castle. Don't look back. Um, Mike, that's the that's the rundown. I think we we covered the St. Louis game several times. Yeah. I like Tory Holt this week. Tory Holt uh, Tory Holt might see a, a, a resurgence. You know, number 30 against wide receiver ones this year. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Scott, with about uh, four minutes to go, uh, I just want to say uh, one thing. Uh, first off, uh, uh, thanks to Dave and, uh, you know, Alex and a bunch of others that we've had uh, had on the show. And uh, we'll just keep this thing going. Uh, red versus blue. Uh, you know, we, we got uh, basketball and uh, NBA. You know, we're going to talk a lot of other things. Uh, but there's always going to be a segment uh, that includes fantasy football, dynasty owners. Um, keep on talking. Let's keep on talking. Let's keep the interest alive, which it, it already is. But uh, let's keep on moving it on. Uh, Super Bowl predictions, uh, Dave. I'll challenge you. Maybe next week. Uh, maybe give us a Super Bowl prediction. Somebody that you like from the NFC, AFC, and uh, we, we can go from there. But uh, I just want to interject there and just say that uh, it's been a lot of fun here in the last few weeks. But uh, we're going to keep this thing going and. Uh, Dave, if you know uh, anybody that uh, wants to uh, listen to us and uh, listen to us as far as um, college basketball and, uh, and continuing forward to do the bowl games, give us some bowl predictions, whatever it takes. Sounds like fun, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to give you my, my – here's my Super Bowl sleeper. Uh, I like Baltimore. Keep an eye out on Baltimore. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. I'll catch you later. <laughs> hey, Dave, good luck in your playoffs, man. And uh, congratulations on the FFPC. They've been uh, they've been rolling with that contest. There hasn't been a single problem with the FFPC. We we really love that event. Uh, we'd like to have Alex Kaganowski back, the the uh, our prognosticator. Uh, he's been absolutely on fire. You'd be up 4,800 units on the year if you've listened to Alex this year. And uh, unfortunately, for some reason, those props are not coming out uh, on Fridays anymore. They've been releasing them on Saturday. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, but for some reason, those props are just not coming out on time. Uh, Day drinker Josh, sorry about Louisville last night. I don't, uh, I didn't actually see the game, so I don't actually know what you're referring to. But we are going to talk a little bit after this show in the archive uh, Go about Dick, Louisville Paul. basketball. So, uh, everybody, we appreciate it. Mike has been. It's always a thrill doing the show with you, man. You're a lot of fun. Uh, you know what you're doing, and it's uh, it's, it's nice to uh, nice to get uh, together with you once a week. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Scott, without, without your knowledge and without what you're doing, uh, it, we wouldn't have made it happen. I mean, like I said, we, we, we were driving to Chicago to, for the NFFC draft and thinking about how can we make this work. And, but the bottom line is I, I don't want to see it in. What? to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. Mike, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for showing up. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners. It's been a lot of a uh, lot of uh, good conversation in the chat room, and we look forward to that every week. Stay, uh, stay, come back and listen to the uh, the archive. We'll have some uh, more news for you. This has been Red Versus Blue. So long. Look at you.
DNR, man. We had to bring it back well, by popular demand. Oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. I hope you've uh, been able to get to check out that uh, new CD, Chinese Democracy. Uh, it's full of uh, full of tracks that uh, take a little bit, of, take a little while to grow on you uh, when you're used to the GNR that we've all grown to love, but uh, there's some there's some definite hidden gems on there, so I encourage you to go check that out. It makes a nice uh, stocking stuffer for Christmas for all the guys about our age, so... Mike, I don't know where uh, Dr. Dish is this week, but uh, what happened to Louisville last night, man? 14-63, to 63, Rutgers just came in. I turned it on. I got home. Uh, I heard that uh, they got a couple of quick touchdowns of Chichester, the, our tall wide receiver, 6'9", he dropped that touchdown. And then uh, they're down before you know it, 56-7 to 7 or something like that. In the third quarter, there's nine minutes left. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty quick, from what I understand. I, you know, when I got home, I was uh, the very interesting thing there, Scott, was that they interviewed uh, Rutgers coach, and uh, his name escapes me, and we hope to have him on soon. But uh, he was like, uh, "Well, we're gonna power down. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done." And uh, obviously, he wanted to score a lot of points against Louisville, and well, he he accomplished his goal. That's for sure. Uh, so, you know, it's just a it's a rebuilding thing, and uh, you know, I hate you hate to hear it, and I hate to hear it uh, when you talk about the word rebuilding. But uh, uh, Steve Craigthorpe was uh, interviewed uh, today, and uh, he said 
As long as I'm here, I'm going to work hard to right this ship. But if you don't mind me, I would like to... As long as he's uh, here is the key. As long as he's here, that's the key, what he just said right there. Right. Boy, he's going to be there. Because that's that's uh, George, uh, that's his buddy. Uh, well, yeah, you've already moved backwards five years, so, well, you know, you, you're already back there. You might as well ride it out with him. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bring up uh, somebody's name that uh, on the way home from work today, I, I heard an interview, and I saw a piece in the paper, Marcus Maben. Yeah. And it was uh, it was very uh, it was very touching. About uh, seven o'clock tonight, on the way home from work, they were talking to Marcus Maven and about what he's been through, about his accident. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.